There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. everybody Sopranos podcast as always my name is Joe Spellman and this is Ralph Severino <laughs> and this is Dr. Elliot Kupferberg <laughs> not in this episode uh, what I get to catch you and, with some shrapnel <laughs> another therapist is a new therapist is in this episode though that's uh after Wendy Kobler that's correct. Yeah. Um, Linda Lavin. Mm-hmm. Linda Lavin. The great. We're talk- we're- that's who it was? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was wondering who that was. Um, we're talking uh, season four, episode two. What's the name of this? <laughs> no show. No show. Come no on, show. No Joey. Show. They, talk- no they show. say it a million times this episode. Come on. I knew, I knew that. And I was like, uh, yeah, it's just a forgettable name. But guys, really, the reason I called you in today... <laughs> Um, was I have a very important question for oh, really? you guys? Oh, and you know, and like, God, and for the audience as well. Like, um, you know, it's a, it's, it's in this day and age of, uh, um, uh, rewatching and binge watching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, this is just a uh, an age old question, time and time again. It's asked by everybody. Just say the fucking thing. <laughs> Is you there guys, a question, um, Joe? You're stalling. It's, yes, it's really dumb and stupid, but uh, I just thought of it. You know, we never really talked about it, so okay. I figured, hey, what better time to do to ask that question than now? Sure. Which is? Yep. Oh, the question. Yeah, it's. Um, Christ. Do you guys watch the uh, opening every time, or do you skip it? I actually was thinking about this today too. I oh you were I, oh wow because HBO Max has especially made it very easy to skip yeah. the intro. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I still watch it. It As gets do I. me in. Yeah. It of gets course, me in the mood it. for the show. Partly, I guess, because yeah. we're doing this show, and I always want to know who wrote the app and directed the app. Yeah, but also yeah. like it gets me in the mood. You know, it's for foreplay. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it's a little mood yeah, setter. Me too. Definitely. I. I do, I do the same thing. 
I guess if I really like the opening of any type of show, I will watch yeah. it. Succession. But, I mean, of right. course. Yeah. 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 True That's Detective. It. Sure. True Detective. I mean, um, the, the Game of Thrones opening pumps you up for each episode. Yeah. That's true. Also, yeah. they, they yeah, needed that, that too, to yeah. like show like the world and shit, which was <laughs> right. a little a little different than normal openings. Yeah, you like pause it. I guess to, like, was, look at the map. Yeah, you're like stuff. figuring out the geography of everything. Right, right, right. I guess I mostly skip intros if it's like a documentary series or some shit. Sure. Yeah. Or like we've been we've been watching a ton of. My wife gets home from work and she just wants to watch something kind of brainless, and so we've been watching a lot of South Park, and we always skip that intro. What man? Come on. She, that's by the re- request of my wife. <laughs> All right, all right. I can, Goyas, I can see. Goyas, I can, you're not, I can, you're not married yet. You're not married yet, dude. You don't know, okay? This is true. This is true. I can I can see both sides to that. Like, I can see that if you're binge watching that show, like that would be fucking <laughs> the, annoying. That, the, that opening. Yes. The but funny also thing though is like it too. It, the funny thing about that show is like the intro is like two seconds long. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so Wait, has it ever has, changed she since has like no time for that or whenever it came out? Yeah. Has yeah, it? Because I, it's, I it's haven't updated. kept up with it at all. It's but it's the it's same. Cool. <laughs> it's it's generally this. It's the same song, but like different versions, yeah, different gotcha. like visuals. Gotcha. Right. But yeah, yeah. kind of like, like the wire. Sense. Like the wire does the different uh, versions. Yeah, the different the versions. Song. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, hey, ladies and gents. Uh, well, let's face it, but gents uh, <laughs> listening out there, send oh. us your favorite intros that you do not skip. That's right. Discuss them. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, good question. Anyway. Good question. Yeah. Oh, oh, thanks. Okay. That's yeah, funny that you, you asked it. that because I was I was thinking the same thing today. That hey, man, not great stay. minds. Yeah, no doubt. I no wasn't doubt. thinking that. So, am I well, not a great, great mind, mind yeah. Joe? Not uh, really. I don't know, but I just saw that this Zoom meeting says forty minutes again. You motherfucker! Really? I felt it. I don't even see that. <laughs> great, fantastic. I don't know what's going on. They but anyway. they didn't renew this or something. Um, oh. let's, let's get into the, the episode, no show, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. second episode of the fourth season. Um, I'll do the little spiel I do at the top here. We got, um, written by Terrence Winter and David Chase, dream mm. team there, directed by John mm-hmm. Patterson and originally aired September oh, 21st, oh. 2002. Oh, I was getting lit at first. <laughs> First month of college, baby. I was oh, getting yeah. Oh, yeah. up. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, UConn? No, was it UConn? Yeah, junior year for me. Oh, fuck. Oh, really? You were a junior oh. when you were a freshman? Oh, so you were sober by then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh? They had already had your intervention. Then, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was sober. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't remember, just uh, some of the headlines. This is the episode where Chris gets bumped up to uh, acting capo while Paulie's in jail and there's some trouble at the Esplanade construction site. We got uh, Adriana ending her friendship with Danielle, a.k.a. Agent Cicerone. Uh, we got Ralph telling an off-color joke about Ginny Sack at a big dinner. Meadow threatening to run away to Europe. And uh, and Ralphie handily beats Vito at basketball a few times. <laughs> yeah, um, although he's like fucking out of breath the whole time. Playing one-on-one they're with barely his, moving. Yeah, yeah. Um, like... But like, uh, like, how are you that out of breath, bro? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, at this point, that's probably how I would be if I, Huge. If I attempted to play. Oh, who, Ralph? Oh, no, Ralph. Ralph's the one Ralph. huffing and puffing. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he does a lot of like, you know, 
They're both cardio. wearing like dress shirts too. <laughs> like, it seemed, you know, it, that always yeah. that always seemed a little silly to me. Like they just, because I know the Sopranos, like the thing is they never just have like two characters sitting around wait, waiting to like exchange dialogue to service the plot. They're always like up to something, yeah. doing something else and life happens because that's how real life happens. But I never, I never bought that those two guys were like, let's go play one-on-one basketball outside right now. Yeah, it's like kind of like a forced way of, of Ralphie talking about uh starting a relationship with uh right uh Janice. Janice. it's like yeah it's like <laughs> yeah oh these these two definitely just would be sitting at the poker table <laughs> yeah. or just sitting somewhere <laughs> yeah just sitting anywhere yeah. you know yeah. odds are he's not even standing much less playing basketball it, it is funny though uh that we we get a bunch of different times where ralphie's like talking shit about Tony to Vito, like when they're like at the diner, like the Christmas episode and stuff. He's just he he definitely talks at Vito a lot. So <laughs> that at least that relationship is definitely established. So that's right. that's not weird. But yeah, <laughs> shooting hoops, mm, I don't know. Tough sell, tough sell. Doesn't um, Bob isn't Bobby playing uh, like shooting hoops on that same like after Tony gets out of the hospital from yes, being shot? Yeah, yeah. And and he's he sees him in like slow motion. He's like jealous that he can't right. Move anymore oh he's also just oh, like right. sizing yeah. people up like who because that's right, when right. tony needs to like reassert himself as the boss and he ends up uh fighting perry Muscle. Annunziata. Mar- yeah. penny penny arabiata as he calls penny him Arabia. but uh but that's uh for a- an episode we'll cover uh about three years from now <laughs> um yeah Anyway, let's let's dive into this episode no show. Mm-hmm. Uh I figured let's let's go by like I want to try something a little different instead of going like chronological through the episode. Let's just yeah. like let's pick some characters and talk about what they did this episode. Make sense? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. oh, you like that, Joey? Oh. Okay. All Wait, right, good. Oh, good. Wait, I wasn't we, sure how that was going to be received. Are we skipping the intro? <laughs> <laughs> um so let's let's talk about uh Christopher and Adriana this episode. So yeah. Um, obviously, Adriana is getting in close with uh, Danielle, aka um, Agent Agent Deborah Cicerone. I don't know. I don't know her first name. I think so. Anyway, yeah. she's a Fed, and uh, mm-hmm. she surreptitiously befriended Adriana at the end of season three. Now they're all tight, and uh, I, the episode opens with them like making plans or something, right? Like, they're they're are they yeah. in the club, and they're like. Uh, Oh, Aid Aid starts telling her, we think she's gonna confess about Chris being in the mob, and then right. she ends up uh, very sadly uh, explaining how she fears she might not be able to have kids because she had an abortion and it pierced her uterus. So it's crazy that she didn't even tell her mother. Like that's really that's wild weird. But me. I guess if you have like a Italian Catholic mother who's very against abortion, I mean, which I don't right. know that Liz Laserva uh, is, but you know, odds are. Um, you gotta you gotta think you gotta think she is probably yeah, yeah probably probably um that might you be gotta you gotta something she that lady avoid. pro-life to the max <laughs> oh yeah oh yes um and uh from there we go into uh this big dinner this big dinner with all the capos and this is where chrissy albert's gets birthday bumped up uh, yeah albert's birthday uh chrissy gets bumped up to uh, Capo while Paulie's away in jail um, on his gun awaiting trial on his gun charges. Um, uh, and this is where Ralphie tells the f- infamous Ginny, Ginny Sack, Sack joke. joke. And yep. the joke is 
I heard like not, she had not even a ninety pound, <laughs> a ninety five pound mole removed from her ass. Yeah. What do, what do you guys think of that joke? Uh, pretty weak joke. Everyone laughs hysterically at it. <laughs> what did they say? What did they say before it? It's before uh, he says the joke. Are they just doing business? What are what are they do? like? I I forget. I forget what what preceded it, but it was it wasn't even like a good like or clever transition. It was kind of right. Right. kind of like out of left field still. And I just feel like, you know, Ralphie's a funny guy, first of all. So like he yeah. probably could have come up with some more clever, but also just if you're a Sopranos writer on this episode, um, Terrence Winter and David Chase, not to critique the masters here, but like if this, no, please if this drag them, <laughs> yeah. fuck those hacks. Um, <laughs> if, if you're writing a joke that, ends up being like a plot point for the next three episodes. Like, don't you think like almost gets someone almost gets Ralphie killed and almost gets Johnny killed in a couple episodes from now. Right. Right. Cause he won't let right. it go. Right. I am. Um, I, 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 I was like, I, I guess I forgot what came before it because when little Pauly tells um, Pauly mm. in the jail, I'm like, that just doesn't even sound like a joke. It just sounds like he's like, yeah. oh, Ralph made this great joke. And I'm like, it's not a joke. That's the, that's <laughs> the other thing. And I'm like, like wait, buy is, that, like... is that how it's said in the scene? Like he <laughs> yeah. just says it? No, it is. I yeah. guess so. I'm like, I mean, is that part of the point yeah. that it shows you like when things are taken out of context and like built up like because it ends up being built up by Paulie who wasn't even there. I know, but but it doesn't really get embellished or like made any worse than it actually was like at, like at the dinner it's just they just repeat that one line and maybe they right. maybe they chose that joke because it is just one line and they have to like repeat it so many times over the course of like how the plot unfolds but like and he and he's uh, and Johnny is obviously incredibly sensitive about the subject cuz yeah. it's obviously a point of yeah. tension in their household yeah. you know which we which we see down the road you know more right. so obviously right and we know, but the thing is, we know these Sopranos writers are cap- capable of writing some really great fat jokes, right? <laughs> like, I mean, we see it all the time. Why Why the 95-pound mole? I mean, is it that it's 95 pounds? If it was 50 pounds, would it be funny to the Sopranos characters? I don't know. Like, It's, what's it's like a really bad, you're, you're like, your mama's so fat joke. Like, yeah. As, anyway. Like something like a 10-year-old would say to, you know, another 10 year old so, not not uh, a joke i would uh, rush to tell people about as little paulie does but i guess you know. okay but also okay. little paulie's also okay. a moron <laughs> true yes i i looked it up okay I, I have i have the clip here it's on mute okay okay and um uh bobby says uh um they're talking about harry potter books as if it's a gold oh, right and bobby's right. like bobby's like that gives the ninety-eight pound weakling some hope, and he goes, "Oh, speaking of ninety-eight pounds, that's like right, he's just he's right. yeah he is he, at least at least he has some sort of segue, um, right. but but yeah, it does still come out of nowhere. I think I would say, yeah, that's kind of weak, kind of kind of no, weak. it it very much is. But I was like, yeah, but uh, I guess but it's just like not out of sure, field. yeah, um, it's just the guy chiming in who hasn't chimed in and who's like. Hey, here's something everybody laugh. Everybody laugh at this. So make fun of this fat <laughs> right. guy. This guy's fat wife. Yeah, <laughs> right. Actually, that might have been funnier. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, also at this at this dinner, this is where uh, the whole the no shows thing uh, comes up, right? Um, right. And I'll just get out ahead of this one because every single question for fucking internet this week uh, on Reddit on Twitter was, what, "Can somebody please explain to me what no show jobs are? Do you guys understand what no show jobs are?" Dude, you know what? I kind of had the same thing. I mean, I I was like, I don't know specifically, but I assume that it means. But I I was thinking that to myself, you know, when I'm like, I've heard this term and I've never yeah. thought of this. What, what right. does it mean? But I would think it just means like, you you get paid and you don't show up. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. It's exactly yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah. Yes. So there, so there's five carpenter jobs off of the Esplanade. Um, the, Two of them are going to be no shows. This is this is when Sill like this comes from up top. Two of them are going to be no shows, which which one goes to Polly. Obviously, he can't show up. He's in jail, but he's just able to earn something while he's in jail. Um, and three are the no works, which means you show up, but you just sit on your ass all day. Right. You don't have to actually. Yeah. Work, okay. Which which is why we see sense. them at the site. Like. Yeah. Which happens around. a lot. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. They just sort of. Yeah. Right. Uh, I guess they monitor. They, I guess they probably monitor shit as they know work. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the point of like. I don't know if you can have people not be there. Why do you need some of them there? I guess. I guess it's like maybe there's some sort of like safeguard union guy or something that like comes around and does like a head count. I don't know, but like. Yeah, or they or they bullshit about why they're what what they're actually doing. It's, right. Yeah, but it's probably really just. Yeah. No just in case some watchdog comes right they can you, say you have bodies. we're at the yeah we're at the job. yeah right right, right, right yeah right um so obviously this is like a huge moment for chris this is uh you know he's he, this is uh the highest he's ever been within the ranks of the mob uh this is where he tells sill uh I'm, I'm the first thing i'm doing is getting wings right yeah very <laughs> and sill's like eh, all right i gotta go <laughs> okay but he loved the Ginny Sack joke. <laughs> right, right. Sure. Okay. Um, uh, I thought it was. I thought it was good. Hey, Paulie, I heard Christopher say he was gonna get wings like you. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> um, yeah. So obviously, this is huge for Chris. He goes and buys uh, this like gaudy bracelet for Adriana. Says Carmela is not gonna be the first lady forever. Um, this and that. that I thought was weird. Yeah, it's, that it I thought seemed was a like little a little weird. like it's like what he's you're gonna be. You're gonna take over. <laughs> I guess he just has delusions of grandeur. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You could interpret it as he's like gunning for Tony, but I think that's no, that yeah. just he just means you know this is the first step in a in a long career, a long vibrant healthy career as as a mafia cat as a heroin addict oh I <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> right. do you guys find it hard to watch those heroin scenes where he's like injecting in yeah. his Some, foot and shit sometimes yeah it always it's sometimes, weird can... and you know what go ahead. um yeah no go ahead finish what finish what you're saying because i could watch somebody's face get fucking bashed in like relentlessly <laughs> and then when uh, somebody's yeah. like injecting and i'm not even weird about needles like in the doctor's office right. but like for some reason the heroin thing like excuse me out Oh, oh, I guess yeah, for good reason because it's heroin. You but. Just yeah, you don't want to like do heroin, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, you do and you don't. Um, I thought it was interesting that he was like, "I'm gonna get a high." Um, but before, right before that, he was like, "One beer left." Like he he might not have gotten high if there was more beer. True. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moral of the story: Just always stay stocked with beer. Stay stocked. Stay off the. Stay off. <laughs> well, the he like wanted. He wanted some. You know, he wanted yeah. something. Actually. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and it's uh, they they do it so well. I think they, how his like addiction progresses over the course of the season slowly, and then by yeah. the time you know his intervention, he's just a fucking wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, but more on that in future episodes. Uh, so then we got Chris rolling up to the construction site with, uh, Patsy Vito and little Polly working their no work jobs. Uh, money in this shit. Oh, the fight, the fiber optic cables. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the little, uh, anthrax reference brings you back to a time when he's like, what was he say? Something about the spores and the, the, yeah, we put the spores in there. Yeah. It's not funny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We were, and and people we're still were... still on edge about that shit. <laughs> what a crazy time. Um, man, why don't people send more spores these days instead it's of true. like raiding capitals? <laughs> yeah, all right, dude. Don't make me edit too much shit out of me. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, this is this is the headline, the headline news. Uh, oh, one, one of the pod host endorses also, anthrax. Also, also, like were they talking about anthrax or are they talking about asbestos? Or asbestos. Yeah, I oh. guess I, I, I always thought it was asbestos. Because asbestos <laughs> asbestos would make more sense like construction wise. Like, right. Does is yeah. I, I never knew that asbestos was referred to in terms of spores. Spores were well, like the big breathe, anthrax. You thing. breathe you breathe it in. Yeah, I guess. I guess I was with I mean, yeah, I guess I was they with spells, both were. Yeah. Sure. Hey. Sure. Hey, another great joke. Better than the Ginny <laughs> Sack joke. It works two ways. Hey, yes, you're Fine. right. Um, uh, also, also one of the great, uh, like Sopranos gifts of all time, the, uh, the, oh yeah. Like the, the looks like back and forth between Patsy oh, yeah, and Chris, yeah, yeah. like, oh yeah. A little, <laughs> mm, it's mm. all you need. Just a little, mm. just a little look. Yep. You gave a look. look. Oh, now um, you fuck a, a mind look? reader. <laughs> yes. I do and- like that scene in the pizza parlor with him and the sunglasses too. Like, uh. Oh, that's cool. Matrix cool Chris, like the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Golias, I know you had sunglasses like that back then. You know you did. Oh yeah, I probably still have them in my sock drawer <laughs> right now. Yeah, but, but you had that in the Nextel on the holster. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. So so that obviously causes some trouble, and this is the whole thing uh, that ends up. It ends up becoming a thing between Sill and Tony because. You know, obviously Tony goes to Chris, he's pissed uh, because Jack Masserone comes to him about the cable getting lifted, um, which draws negative attention to the Esplanade site, this and that. Um, and, and Sill gives um, Patsy the okay after Tony said not to, to lift some tiles. And this was the other question um, besides what is a no-show job that everybody was asking was why, why did Silvio do this? What do you guys think? Right. Um, well, I mean, I think we talk about like, it's, it's kind of shown through like the conversation he has with Tony at the Bing, um, in terms of like, you know, Hey, Patsy's pissed and Tony is like really just blows him off. Mm. He's like, who cares? Right. Um, and I think maybe still kind of like, you know, on Patsy's side a little. So you think. You think Sill is more concerned about Patsy, Patsy's grievance than um... I think. I think as an old school guy, like mm-hmm. you know, maybe as they're both a little more old school, it seems like 
you know, but of course Tony has the final say. Um, So maybe it's more of like old school way of thinking and Tony just brushes that off. I think it rubs Syl a little bit of the wrong way, Mm. but also I think like, you know, he, yeah, he kind of goes over Tony, but I also think ultimately Tony is not mad because it's like, maybe if he had the idea, he would have asked idea. them to do all do all this. Sure. Boost the tile, sure. boost the fucking copper wire. True. Like, you know, if they got if they got in bigger trouble, then he would have been nuts. But right. they didn't get caught, so he likes it. Yeah. When uh, when ultimately. when Patsy says no more dipping at the job according to Alfalfa, is that Jack Mazzarone? <laughs> is Alfalfa Jack Mazzarone? <laughs> I I think I don't know. He, I think or it was it Chris? I thought it meant Chris too. Yeah, uh, but I guess why? Which I'm yeah, not. Like, does Alfalfa have a big nose? I don't know. I don't He's think he does. It's like cowlick. He's got like the cowlick. He has a cowlick. Like... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Weird I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's. I I think like if he's like making Chris seem like a fucking child or a kid because he is right. little rascals. Yeah. 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 He is yeah. like. Legitimately, he has a legitimate beef. He was passed over for this acting capo thing. He's got seniority on Chris. So it's like, right. And we see, I don't know, as Spanky and Alfalfa. Yeah, yeah. As Buckwheat. Uh, (laughs) I I mean, we see, see obviously, Patsy's reaction at Albert's birthday. Like, you know, we we get that insert for a reason, obviously, that Patsy's pissed off. Right. Yeah. Uh, So also, I I think, I think Joe's uh, justification of why he still did it. Yeah, makes sense. And look how like he does it. He, Tony's pissed. He goes over to the house. He smooths it over like very easily. Like gives him a fucking uh, like pile of cash, and he's like, "I'll give you the rest later." And yeah. it's fine. You know, timeline like, got fucked up. Worth, like worth, okay. yeah, <laughs> worth, worth the worth the risk. Like it's his childhood friend. Like yeah, you know, yeah. He he knows how far yeah, he and, can push and, Tone. Yeah, in the prior episode, you know, he was talking about how we need to make more money, and it's like. Exactly. You can't be yeah. mad at these guys. You can't be mad at these guys for doing exactly what you asked for. Yeah, and exactly what Tony probably would have done. So yes. right. the other thing is, like, I mean, you want to keep somebody like Patsy happy. Not that they knew this, but like last the season before this, Patsy showed up at Tony's house with a gun. So like, I mean, right. he's he's yeah. looking like this guy is somebody you need to appease. I think. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway. What else we got here? We got uh oh so so of course all the meadow bullshit. <laughs> well, no, let's let's finish up talking with Aid and Chris. So then we got yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking Chris. One one of, one of my favorite back and forths. Which <laughs> which which part? When uh, they're arguing about Danielle, and Aid says, "You were saying she had a nice ass," and Chris goes. I was trying to say something positive because she's your friend. <laughs> and then so she funny. goes, I'm so, and then she goes, I'm sorry. She buys it. Yeah. <laughs> she buys it. Wow. Oh, Let's oh. as a test, all three of us to our significant others remark about uh, one of their female friends' nice asses. Let's oh, see, how, see how that use Chris's excuse oh, and see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, I've done, I've done that before and I feel like I've never heard the end of it. (laughs) My, my wife has asked me like, who, who of my friends would you uh, be attracted to if we weren't together? And I will not answer that question. (laughs) 
Refuse to answer it. Death trap. I don't think I just always I say all your friends are ever... really attractive. <laughs> there you go. They're That's all a beautiful. Perfect answer. They're all Yeah, that is a good answer. They're all fine as hell. They're all babes. <laughs> I would fuck all of them if we weren't. They're together. all perfectly <laughs> fuckable. Um yeah, so obviously that causes some issues when well, so I, I love I also love that like there's like a little fake out where where the writers want you to think that Chris has her like nailed as a as a fed where he's like, I figured out right. what the deal is with that uh Danielle and it's some bad shit. And he's like, She's a dyke. Like what? Yeah. no. <laughs> you think um, <laughs> oh, and then aid. my he god aid. attempts a threesome. I know, poor, poor aid. Um that obviously everything goes to shit. Uh, and uh and that's when they need to like uh bring adriana into into talk right um and they get her on intent to distribute cocaine which is like a felony offense up to what they say 25 years or something Mm -hmm. which is which i don't think here's the thing she never even like thinks to ask for a lawyer or or like i mean Look, yes, we were just bemoaning how naive aid can be, but, but I mean, first things first. I mean, even Chris should have like trained her to do this. Like, if anybody ever approaches you, like authority-wise, lawyer. That's it. Right. Right. Um, but it's it it's it the whole the, that I mean that what you're saying is just like how funny like they they go with her and probably the worst person to try to like infiltrate, you know, like she fucked up the like the fbi like they fucking were terrible at using her you know they should have known (laughs) oh my god they were awful they're terrible to her i mean they do a great job they were terrible at her but she was useless to them Uh, yeah no they they end up getting shit and then she just dies of course but (laughs) yeah great great stuff um they do get uh don't they like towards the end of season five doesn't uh doesn't aid like give give them one of her friends who's like cooking the books somewhere or yeah. something. Remember that? Uh, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's what they got. So yeah. Right. <laughs> way to go cool. feds. Um, yep. And of course uh, she ends up puking her guts out uh, all over the, uh, the beautiful bracelet, which is art, art department. Oh baby. Fantastic <laughs> job with the puke. You look wonderful. Great. Vomit. Fantastic puke. They nailed it. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. All right, let's move on to um, Carm and Meadow and Tony. What's going on in the Soprano home? I, lo- I love, I mean, I tend to really like the episodes that focus on 
on like the nuclear family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are some oh, of the best. And this is, I think, one of one of the best little like storylines, and especially the scene um, where it's like the three of them, Meadow, Carmen, Tony, like having it out in Meadows. Yeah, room. that's a great yeah. scene. Um, great scene. But so it starts out with a nice shot of Meadows flip flops. Nothing says like I'm I'm wasting my my life by the pool, just like flip flops uh, walking around the home. She's reading Mary Higgins Clark all summer. She's not motivated. She's not registering for classes. And she's using, and, and she claims, uh, you know, Jackie Jr. is the, his murder is, is haunting her and I guess debilitating her in, in some way from, from advancing. What do you guys think? Is she, is she really grieving or is, or is she partially I, using this as a crutch? I think Melfi is right. I think it's both. Yeah. I think she's, she's using it to get what she wants in the moment, but she's also probably grieving still. Like yeah. It's, I mean, it's pretty incredibly traumatic. Up. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I mean, it takes me back to that time. Like, you know, like 2002, like I just mm-hmm. probably spent the similar summer uh, <laughs> as her. Not not that my friend died or anything, but like, you know. Reading Mary Higgins by Clark pool, by the pool. Chilling by the pool at my parents' house, like not having a job. <laughs> just, you know, like probably hung over all the time. Trashy novels. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, not reading at all. Not, just like not going to TCBY. <laughs> not going to TCBY to uh, put your application. No, I definitely may have gone there to get like some some dope yogurt. But oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, did you have a Did Cheshire, you have a friend named Cheshire. Misty who came around to lay with you? <laughs> no, no, I, I didn't. Soap. Wait, just oh, that's what in she the says, Mister Soap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't hear it. I was like, "What the fuck does he call her?" <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't hear sand, it over tuna sand, Mrs. Soap. I couldn't hear it over her smoking in the fucking house. What the fuck? <laughs> Hello, I mean, Misty. piece of shit. <laughs> it's just not the first person we see do it. Um, but I guess, I guess the others we see do it are like grizzled, aged mob guys. So yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. So yeah. this this uh, ends up yeah. turning into. Uh, Meadow eventually telling Carm and Tony that she wants to take a year off. She wants to go travel. She wants to go like work on some film set uh, in Europe. Um, and on rec and Melfi's recommendation is uh, to send Meadow to a therapist named Dr. Wendy Kobler. Uh, yeah. Linda Lavin. Very. I mean, I think she's great in this. Oh, uh, she's great. F- funny as hell. Um, I love, I love a little moment where she's like, I'm going to ask you something. It might be hard. Did dad touch you? <laughs> and Meadow's reaction is just so good. That's out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah. She's like, no. uh, I, I it, love, I love how she keeps saying dad. Did dad, did dad touch tell, you? Me, tell me about dad. <laughs> We're like, right. uh, she keeps calling Jackie Jack, even though Meadow corrects her like that kind mm-hmm. of shit. Uh, ultimately she tells Meadow that, you know, education is a lifelong process and she offers to write her a letter of recommendation to the university of Barcelona, which is the exact opposite of what, uh, Tony and Carmen were aiming for, uh, yep. which, which Tony in a later episode gives Melfi a lot of grief over, but, um, yeah, if another case, case of many times that if Melfi was a, a man, God knows what oh Tony God. would have yeah. fucking done to her. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and I, I also think like 
don't know about you guys, but on this rewatch, and I, I'm it's it's occurred to me before, but I always thought of the show as something that like sort of lifted up the concept of therapy. I know that there was like an influx of like male therapy uh, patients around the time of the show because people saw this type A uh, personality in Tony Soprano going and talking to a therapist, and it sort of normalized things, uh, which is good. I think it's great, but also yeah. like. I'm seeing now on this rewatch that it is as much a critique of therapy as it is like, um, uh, you know, showcasing its benefits. That's all. That's always been the Sopranos. I mean, I know, but for some reason, I mean, I think that's that's fucking David Chase. You know, that's how he feels. I mean, like, or how Tony feels. Like sometimes it's good, or sometimes it's like fuck this. He said when he was very true. Very when he was on Talking Sopranos, he said he went through like a million therapists oh yeah 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 he <laughs> certainly has some contempt impressed. for and he does he does uh i mean it's written in the show of course but he definitely like demonstrates how it can be used as a crutch by these people uh yeah tony case in point um but yeah so then we finally get to the scene in in meadow's bedroom and this is this is kind of a scene long coming it's a big moment in the relationship between tony and carmela or tony and meadow and and carmela actually um because Meadow finally verbalizes like in front of everyone, like listen to Mr. Mob boss, you know, like just yeah. calls him out on it. Um, I remember watching this the first time and I was like, holy shit. Like this is, this is, this is huge. And it's such a well done yeah. scene. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, Tony and uh, uh, Meadow's acting is great. Yeah. Um, my favorite part of the scene though um, is Carmel's line where she goes, I feel battered what the f- <laughs> like i was just like holy shit what a line to write what a line to say yeah. like are you you're comparing yourself to a battered woman because she you're just kind of not getting what you want yeah, exactly. um and like the therapist was like just being a good therapist to a a, a young girl yeah like yeah like i i i was like wow Wow! What yeah, a, and Carmen earlier in that episode, I don't know. I just says, loved it. It was just amazing. She she's not getting what she wants, and so she feels battered. But it might even be in the scene where she's like, "Okay, we get it. You're an adult, but getting everything you want is for babies, not for adults." And then she's like, <laughs> I, "I feel fucking battered." When I uh, feel bad, oh my god, yeah. how? Oh man, if that was my mom, I fucking would be a different yeah. person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also love uh, little, yes. uh, Tony, Tony sitting on like the, the, ser- the old cereal bowl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Move it. Nice little touch. Nice touch. Nice touch. Um, oh, art, yeah, department. Yeah. art department. Nice touch. But, but then we, fi- we see Tony humanizing get- him, like, you know, yeah. like bringing him down a peg uh, by doing that, like yeah. sort of, you know, yeah, makes him he's look not, silly. He's not the boss. Yeah. Right. Uh, and also, here. and also like, that she's leaving shit in her room like a teenager. Like a real teenager, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, yeah, of course. Okay, so Tony, we see Tony get in Meadow's face. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, and this is, like, familiar because this is how he gets in the face of, like, all his underlings or any of his adversaries. But we never see him, we rarely see him do it to his children or anybody in his family, first of all. So, I mean, and then he starts getting emotional about Jackie Jr. saying, you know, he did everything he could to protect this kid. I mean, no, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you, do you think he believes it? Cause he's really selling it. Mm, I think he, I think he does actually. I think he does believe that he did. Yeah. Yeah. He's very good at like fooling himself into thinking mm. he's a he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, 
but he could have saved Jackie Jr. All he had to do is tell Ralph, like, yeah, let's give the kid a pass. Yeah. Because Ralph, Ralphie had said that. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, he, he like indirectly had Meadow's boyfriend murdered and right. he's so righteously getting in her face about this. Um, but it's just such an intense moment. Um, of course, from there, Meadow almost runs off to Europe, but she chickens out, stays and enrolls in uh, Columbia. And we see her uh, enrolling in morality, self and society. Ooh. What do you guys think that's supposed to like hint at? What, what's like that there's like some hope for her, this like mafia daughter? Um, or do you think she's just doing it to spite her parents? What do you guys, what do you guys read into that? Um, maybe she sees it as a way out as a way to, um, um, maybe justify how she lives in this world, uh, and lives, exists in this family, Mm -hmm. um, by sort of, you know, figuring out where, where she fits, how she fits into the world. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Which you know, after and after this, and after this, like you know, before this, like she was maybe going to be a drama major or a drama minor. Like, what the fuck? She's going to be an actress or something? Or, (laughs) um, and and you know, and now she starts to become a lawyer. I mean, so maybe (laughs) yeah, this this, is this is kind of where that kicks off. Yep. Right. So maybe Um, this course is a is a huge uh, jumping off point from that. Yeah. We can assume we we know that. Tony and Carm are ultimately disappointed that she decides to go into the law. Yeah, they want her to be a as opposed to medicine. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but in a way, it's like I'm no Tony's doctor. own fault, right? Because right. you know, domino effect. He killed her boyfriend, yep. so she delayed registering for classes. So morality, self, and society was the only thing left. Yeah, and she becomes a lawyer. Um, and I think that's pretty much it for the episode rundown. By the way. Uh, uh, anything else? I love that the Radiohead song that plays into the credits is Kid A. Kid A. Yeah. Kid A. The first kid. The first child. First child. Yeah. Yeah. Meadow. I uh, I actually didn't realize this. A. Nice touch. That's uh, that's very nice. Very nice with the music. Um, oh, I mean, small thing we didn't touch on was Tony discovering that uh, uh, Ralph's shoe. <laughs> oh, you're right. Uh, Janice. And uh, and the. Yeah, we talked about the catch some shrapnel ah, line. Classic. One of the classic Ralphie lines. <laughs> Such a short scene. It's like 10 seconds and it just sums it up. I had to get that in. Yeah. Mistake. Catch. Yeah. I hope that toenail clippings in your fucking face. Oh, I hope that ha- happened after she, like, they had a dildo up the ass sesh. <laughs> <laughs> like, she was shoving a dildo up the ass. She's like, ooh, that was great. Okay, got to trim my toenails before we go to bed. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, probably. I mean, that's realistically what happened. Uh, all right. Anything else we want to move on to? Fucking internet. Fucking internet. Oh, we got yeah, another. Uh, we got another Bukyak too. Bukyak. Yeah. He called. Uh, oh yeah, Chris, uh, Chris calls, calls Danielle Bukyak. Hey, and then yeah. there's a real weird line where he's like, "Come here." It like sounded like when British people try to be like New York, like act New Yorker. Like, 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 act with a New York accent. Like, he goes, call me, yeah. <laughs> it's very weird. If you listeners, if yeah. you go back and watch the episode, it's uh, I don't remember that. Was it was jarring. he on heroin at that point? No, no, that would make more okay. sense. It, it wasn't, uh, I did that, uh, moment, I did it was, that. yeah, 
Yo, I mean, just Your again, dick. we probably said it before, but props to Imperioli because he really nails like a dope addict. Even yeah. when he's like just drunk, they, like like there's actors that you watch like playing drunk and you cringe, but he just fucking nails like the inebriated uh, cadence and everything yep. else. So oh, yeah. All right. Fucking internet. Uh, not a lot this week for the episode. Like I said, it was mostly the no-show thing and, and uh, the sill thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is an interesting question from user Summerton. Uh, if aid went straight to Tony and Chris after being picked up by the FBI and no-show, would they still kill her? Or would they stand by her, tell her to keep her mouth shut and do whatever jail time was necessary? I feel like the latter is definitely possible as it's not so much the being caught by the FBI part that pissed off guys like Tony, Polly, and Silvio. That may have been caused by bad decision-making, but it could happen to any one of them. It's rather the conscious choice made to rat on their friends, which was why the crew were so pissed off at aid and especially pussy. The fact that they had been cooperating with the FBI behind their friends back for so long, two to three years in both cases. Um, so what, what do you think? It, would things have played out differently for aid if, if she had, gone straight to Tony and Chris I, after being approached by the I FBI. mean, she would have had a better shot probably if she had, but I, st- I still think they're not married. Uh, I, I still think that she had, w- would have had a very good chance at disappearing still, but yeah, a slightly yeah, better chance sure. of surviving than what she ended up doing. You know, I think um, the only, like she was going to go to jail. I don't know if she would have done 25 years. I think they could have gotten aid, like a pretty great lawyer and gotten that down. Maybe even thrown out, maybe even, uh, you know, cause I don't know. She like, at, like attempt to distribute cocaine. Like unless, unless she was wearing a wire and she has that record, that exchange recorded, which I don't know if she does. She probably does. Right? Yeah. She probably has it all recorded. I mean, she, I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah that, the whole deal with like the, they have a primo hookup and like yeah. Chrissy giving, Polly Jr. like the shit out of the right. like you know the desk. I'm I'm sure there's enough yeah. there. I'm sure there's enough there. Yeah. Well, even still, just the testimony of a federal agent, I think, mm-hmm. would carry some weight. So she would definitely do some time. Probably not 25 years. I think. What do you guys think about this? Like, what if she had gone to Carmela first and said something? Because then uh... I don't I don't know that Tony and Chris would be able to just disappear. Aid. Right, because involve like, involve you turn Carm into an accessory. Oh no, that is also awful. Like, wow. I mean, self protection at that point. I mean, look what happens. Like, true. Do you do you? Because do you think do you think Carmela would have sat by if if Tony and Christopher were going to murder Adrian? No, no. But and then if if she knew mm. and then Adriana disappears, like that's, that's a she, little obvious. She almost, yeah, te- yeah. she still- almost tells the women like later on, like when they're, when she gets drunk, like at yeah. the, like movie night, she almost yeah. says something uh, then. Which I always think, well, at that point when they're in the group, I, f- I feel like, I mean, she even has like an exchange with Roe when they're outside smoking and mm-hmm. she's like, you know, just bad mouthing rats in general. All, all of their lives are at stake too. Uh, you know, yeah, they're think, vulnerable to rats think, as well. Yeah. So I would think Carmela would not be happy, but you know, ultimately, no, of course, like, she would be like, "This is the right decision." <laughs> <laughs> to to she she would uh, give the blessing to have Aid killed. You think? 
Well, I don't know. She would struggle with it. She would struggle with it, but she wouldn't like him and she wouldn't like, you know, she, I think think Tony would, she does get uh, like later on the show, later on the series, she does not let, she does not let it go. Like what happened? She's having those dreams. Yeah. Right. Right. Tony, like what happened to her? What happened to her? Right. Which is a different thing than like, you know, like if, like, if she already knew. I think mm. um, yeah. that she was going to FBI, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, like, I think, I think she, Tony's like, what happened to her? Carmella. She's curious, but when she would find out, I think she would go, be like, Oh shit. Well, I guess she did the right thing. I mean, the lesson, dead, dead, dead. the lesson is like when you lie, it gets worse and worse. So right. always yeah. tell the truth yeah. right away. The sooner you tell the truth, you always ask for a lawyer. Yeah. The sooner you tell the truth, the better it is, but she probably still, be yeah. yeah, don't She'd probably still be killed, but you know, that's, <laughs> yeah um all right this next one from augustus underscore medici uh it's me she blames what for i've always considered the ending of no show to be iconic the way it leaves tony's question what for with no answer it implies so much without saying a word the way carmela sighs and closes her eyes and then the wide lens of tony staring at her in the tub it's like a haunting oil painting this episode focuses so much on Tony and Carmela's parents. Kid A playing over the credits. It's just perfect. Flawless episode. What do you guys think um, Carmela means when she says she blames me? Uh, and why she has no answer when Tony says what for? Being with him. Letting the... Yeah. Like letting, you think that's what she's thinking in that moment? Letting the, um, you know, just just being with a, you know criminal (laughs) yeah Yeah. like you know she's just as guilty like we were just talking about like she you know she i i feel like she knows so much and she knows how much like you know the being him being a mob boss has like done so much for them so like she doesn't want to give it up and that's why i feel like she would she would like look the other way with aid uh, ultimately and that's the same it's the same thing it's like you know how you know meadow sort of blames her um Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I think you're. Yeah. And she said actually, that to her. Right. She's like, "How could you let him do that?" Right? Doesn't she say yeah. that? Does she say that later on in the season, or? I think after or in the fifth season, they I break after they separate at the end of the yeah. season. She says, yeah. "How could you eat shit from him for all the, all those right. years?" Right. Um, but that was right. more about Tony He's like cheating, philandering. Yeah. Right. Right. But, but I, she's I do think seeing more of like you know the the mob stuff, I guess, because it's directly affecting her with Jackie Jr. Right. Um, and Carm is complicit. Yeah. I mean, I think in that moment, yeah, oh, yeah. you're right. Carm is probably thinking about like that therapy therapy session she had with uh, the old Jewish dude, uh, Dr. Krakauer. And he's like, take what's left of the kids and leave. Like, you can't be with this man. And she's probably like kicking her own ass because look what she's put her child through. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously not just Carm. This doesn't fall just on Carm, but like you know, she's blaming herself and, and she, and also, you know, I think, I think daughters around that age probably tend to uh, resent their mothers more and, and flock to their fathers uh, and let him off the hook. I mean, he, like, she understands that Tony was brought up that way. His dad was in the mob, his uncle's in the mob. Maybe he didn't have a choice, but Carm had a choice to marry a guy like that to have kids. And so, yeah, I guess, I guess that makes sense. Um, Any other thoughts on that? No, it's such a, it's such a real, I mean, like, I feel like my sister like went through the same shit with my parents, but it's very, very realistic, uh, a very realistic portrayal 
of what it's like to be that age and how you are interacting with your parents. You get that little, the taste of independence at college. And then all of a sudden you think yeah. that you're an adult now and you don't want to take right. any shit anymore. Yeah. 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 But AJ and I mean, especially AJ, but Meadow too, they're, they're both a bit developmentally delayed because they've been so pampered right. and, and babied all their mm-hmm. lives. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. This one from user con concho bar. Who would win in a fight between Anthony Jr. and Jackie Jr.? Both in their prime, as in Jackie before he died and Anthony when he jogged for an episode to join the army. Obviously, Jackie. <laughs> yeah, Jackie, definitely. There's no way AJ's <laughs> winning on. any fights. Ben Helsing? I, mean... I don't think so. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's 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 an easy, easy yeah, question. Yeah, come on, guy. Um Let's see. Do I have? Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. I was like, was AJ in this episode? But he was. He asked her to get offline. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get online. That was, nice touch. That, shit? that was weird. Rocking her, getting getting a little glimpse of the old intro. Yeah, rocking her yeah. her gate her that's... gateway laptop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was two gateway product placements in this episode too. When she's mm. registering for classes, there's a gateway product placement. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh man, iconic. HBO, we never do we never do product placements. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, had two. Yeah. <laughs> There's so, so many. many. Um, yeah, they were racking in that gateway money. Mm, dude. Uh, dude, that, that I, iconic like cow print box. Come on. Now. Oh, yeah. They oh, were yeah. the best com- computers back then. Yeah. I had a gateway. Yeah, they I were did. really good. Yeah, I had a gateway. I think yeah. my dad Dell might gateway. S- still have his. Or maybe it's a oh, Dell. Oh, boy. How? <laughs> dude, I do not know. I mean, he has an iPad. He like uses that pretty much as his lab. But there, when he has to do like work and stuff still and like like do paperwork, oh he uses his fucking laptop from like 2002. It's insane. <laughs> wow. Hey, I can't believe it still works. Good for him for making it last that long. I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He must have had it upgraded a bunch or some shit. These Jews. <laughs> These Jews. Uh, no comment. Um, <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. User Gola, Golagani. Yep. Who would you want to see as a protagonist instead of Tony? I mean, what if the show was about Johnny Sack, about how he was number two in New York, followed by the war and then his imprisonment and the final tragedy? Or Uncle June, his near ascension to the throne, his trials, house arrest, the de facto consigliere to New Jersey, and the downfall. Any other any other characters you think could could carry their own spinoff? I guess, I guess that's what he's asking. <laughs> um, Christopher, maybe. Yeah. Christopher. Yeah, Chris for sure. Lived. Yeah, if he had lived. Yeah. Ralphie, if he lived, mm-hmm. uh, maybe, maybe not. Um. Christopher for sure. Still, no, well, they are, you know, no, <laughs> no, P, no, P. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they already, they did with Sil, right? I mean, he, he went to Lily. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He went to Sweden. Yeah, or he escaped the, to Norway. Yeah, yeah, Norway. Yeah. Changed his name. And all yeah. Or maybe it's Sweden. I don't know. Um, and this final one. Who had the, da- the saddest downfall in the show? Who seemed the strongest and was a big character in your eyes that you were saddened by their death because they could have done big things? I mean the the saddest death to me is is still uh, Bobby in Blue Comet. That's to me that's still the hardest to stomach because yeah. he yeah. was obviously he's a mobster and he ends up killing people eventually. But 
he was, I mean, I mean, one of the best characters inevitably and, and, you know, one of the more gentle characters um, and right. did often try to do the right thing uh, as much as a mobster possibly could. Uh, right. But that, but like he put up with a lot, of, a shit. lot of shit. Yeah. He's a fucking widower. Like, I mean, yeah. like the way his father fucking dies uh, yeah. I, ends up with fucking Janice. Oh God. I mean, his poor kids too. I mean, Jesus. Oh my so, God, those poor kids. Uh, so yeah, that's the hardest one for me. Like Christopher, it's rough, but like it's such a a, a steady downward spiral for him that it's like, uh, you know, he had it coming. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, by the time Chris died, I didn't, I, I didn't feel too sad. Um, no. Just because he had a, he had so many chances. Plus, it's framed like what those. a relief for Tony now. Like that's how. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's exactly. Framed. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, yeah Tony's going to be all right. His luck is changing. <laughs> like, oh, um, Vin, oh, Vinny's back in the movie. <laughs> uh, Ralphie I, was uh, shocking, and um, I think. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you. Oh yeah. Love that character. You just want to keep seeing him like do more shit. Right. I, mean, I think I think in terms of like downfall, the saddest is clearly Junior. You know, he he, he was never like a, a particularly uh, strong. You know, the first season he was he was basically Tony's adversary, him and Livia. But you know, he was sharp. He was like he was funny. He uh, was bold. He had a big ego. Um, you know, he imparted lots of wisdom onto Tony uh, and ultimately like just, you know, Alzheimer's. Yep. That's just dementia. Oh, just such a sad to watch it play out over the last like few seasons. Yeah. That's um, nice. And then of course that ultimate scene. Yeah. yeah. Brutal. That, that breaks my heart like as much as a character death. That's a good point. Um, good point. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. That's all I got for fucking internet. Good stuff. Good oh, stuff. Oh, great. Good. Uh, good. Good uh, stuff. Good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to, should we do another asks, uh, Spellman asks? Yeah. Uh, next, another question for us, Spells? <laughs> next episode, I'll, I'll next ruminate episode. on a, uh, on a okay, primo yeah. question Listeners, for, for y'all. Let us know. So please you, submit us some questions yeah. too. Yeah. Let, let us know. <laughs> DM us some... on IG or tweet, tweet. And, uh, you know, uh, cause I read that shit and, uh, uh I want to hear your questions. Like what's a question that you've, you've been, burning to ask the guys or for the guys to answer and yeah. espouse their wisdom on yeah it's Please, like fucking fire it's, away it's like fucking internet but you, direct to the source okay yeah uh, you can right. always do yeah, that guys exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh yeah so please, please. same thing I'm fans, same please. thing as another one of our segments yeah just, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, from people who listen uh, to this podcast different name so different segment uh, yeah, listeners, uh, you can always uh, email us comments, concerns, things you like, things you don't like at osopranospod at gmail.com. Uh, give us a follow on uh, Twitter and Instagram at osopranospod. Uh, go on iTunes for you iTunes and uh, give us a five-star review. That shit helps. Uh, shout out to one of our listeners, Keith Monticello, who uh, sent us a very, very nice message this week saying that he... Boy. He's enjoying the pod. He looks forward to it every week. Um, jokes on him because we don't do the pod every week. But when we do, <laughs> I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you're enjoying it, Keith. So 
Big shouts to him. Keith, ask a question, Keith. Yeah, submit Keith, a question. Submit a question. Don't tell us you like the pot. Just give us a question, okay? Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, we'll be back right. next week. Until next time. Oh! Oh! oh. This is Sean Green from the Sports Gambling Podcast, and in case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, the Sports Gambling Podcast, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans, plus guys like me who just love betting on sports. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding source that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. I, I can vouch for Sports Gambling Podcast and our Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Our partnership with Blue Wire has really been vital to us growing. Um, Kevin and his team do tremendous work over there. So Blue Wire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show and many like them continue to grow. If you'd like to be part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash Blue Wire.